tonight on Arena. How the Sopranos changed television drama and Mick O'Dea takes a break from the historical in his new exhibition of still life and interior paintings. Five one double five one is the text. You can tweet the programme at RTE Arena. You're listening to Wednesday Night's Arena. Snowport are a London-based musical collective led by Irish vocalist Lauren Kinsella and bassist Chris Heisen. They released their first EP in 2014 and have been steadily recording and releasing material ever since. Their third studio album is called Wait For Me. It has been described as, quote, multifaceted jewel and as an album that, quote again, opposes cliches in every possible direction. Now, both Lauren and Chris have backgrounds in jazz, but their music, certainly on the basis of this album, defies any simple or specific categorisation. Delighted to have both Lauren and Chris join me on the line this evening. Uh, Chris, I know that you both met while studying at the Royal Academy uh, and you both have jazz backgrounds. In fact, I think you were both studying jazz or jazz was an important part of your studies there and yes, the, the, right. the music tends to be reviewed in jazz jazz publications but it's it is impossible to pin down that's not necessarily a bad thing I guess you like it to be impossible to pin down yeah definitely I mean it has its advantages and disadvantages I guess I guess the the fact that it's difficult to categorize kind of gives you know the listener a kind of you know uh it's there's a kind of mystery to the music which i think really engages with the listeners i think the 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 tough thing is is kind of fitting into whether to know which sort of scene to fit into whether we're in the sort of more in the jazz scene or the electronic scene or the folk scene it's kind of hard to to know where to set our pitch our tent but um yeah that it's definitely um it's definitely a uh an issue we come across quite a lot, <laughs> yep. whether it's whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, and then probably the first question you're constantly asked: How do you describe the music? I, I will not ask <laughs> yeah. you that. I will not ask you that, Lauren. But I will say, I, I guess that one of the things about jazz music, which is possibly why people use that side to it, there's a kind of a freedom and improvisational quality to jazz music that certainly is is present in in what you're doing, even in terms of your vocals, is very present in terms of what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when when we um, are working, um, myself and Chris, when we're working together and when we're working um, as the, the septet, so the big group, all of us are um, bringing improvisation as a tool um, to the to the songs. And yeah, it's an it's an important mm. part of of what we do, and especially how Chris and myself work in the in the studio as well. Yeah, yeah which is why I want to start with it with a track called Roots, which I'm hoping Lauren refers something to, as we heard there, the Irish accent. But at the very top of this track, <laughs> we get that kind of vocal improvisation that that you're doing. Just maybe explain a little bit about the song before we listen. Yes. Um, so th- this track and a lot, a lot, all the tracks really were were written in in lockdown. So Chris and myself were were working um, remotely, and you know we were kind of sending each other uh, back and forth ideas. And I think like everybody else at the time, um, I was thinking about the cycles and the walks and stuff that I would take most days alone. You know. Um, while we weren't being able to to be in mm. in um, you know basically to exist just in our homes or outside, so 
they're, it's kind of, it's a reflective and observational uh, kind of um, song about just spending time in, in that way. And, and the, what we hear at the top of Roots then, the kind of the vocal, uh, I don't know whether it's a language or just a little, a few improvisational sounds. I did hear what I thought was the word Ella in there and I wondered if that was a little bit of Irish <laughs> creeping in. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There could be there could be many many uh, voiced uh, languages coming in there. It's it's kind of I I suppose it's it's um, it's where I'm sitting with with vocal improvisation. So I'm always thinking about the voice in terms of sound, right? Okay. And just how how I can treat it, just like an instrument, but but through the voice. Well, let's listen to Roots. The power a little flavour of Roots and that's from uh, Snowport London-based musical collective led by Irish vocalist Lauren Kinsella and the bassist Chris Heisen, both of whom are, are speaking with me this evening. And, and Chris, Lauren mentioned uh, just before we went into that track that it, it's you two really at the, I suppose, as the driving force. Is that the right way to describe it in terms of putting the music together, writing the material to start out with? And then the others who come in, we had a saxophonist there, drummer, violinist, guitarist, and, and Matthew Robinson on piano and synths along with yourself. That septet, is that a, is that a set a band as such or does that change and float around? It's kind of set, really. Um, it, I mean, yeah, you're right in saying it's me and Lauren. We sort of get together and const- you put piece the the songs together, and then we'll send it to Dave, our drummer, and he'll, you know, refine the groove. You know, if we put something gestural in there, he'll work on it. And then the same with Josh, our Kaleo, our saxophone player. He he'll sort of we'll get him in the studio once we've recorded some of the music, and he'll come and you know offer up some ideas and play saxophone on it and sometimes it can really like change the music but i think yeah the the core of the, the core composition comes from myself and lauren and then yeah the the others kind of offer up their talents and and it usually you know changes the music immeasurably um yeah and and in terms of the lyrics then, Lauren, uh, when you have a title like Snow Poet, um, <laughs> there's obviously a suggestion towards um, the, the, the poetry side of thing. And I did see a review today that referred to the literary, the Irish literary side of the of the equation coming from you. Um, are, is, are the texts mostly your own or, or, or do you mine them from other places? Yes, the, from in in this album, um, the all the text um, I've written, but we have we have used some um, poetry in the past. So from um, other albums and EPs that we've made, we we have um, taken some cues um, from, for example, E. E. Cummings um, or just other other poets that mm. we love. But Philip all Larkin, of the text, I think. Um, and Philip Larkin as well, yeah. All of the text um, is 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 my own though from on this album, um, but yeah, we we both. I mean, it's the the, the influences or just the kind of um, you know getting lots of ideas from books, poetry, paintings, mm. art. You know, lots of different um, yeah, lots of different processes for creative creative thoughts. <laughs> 
And and when when it comes to the, the actual performance, then obviously in lockdown there's been no chance to have live performances or very little chance to have live performances. Mm. But I'm guessing that you know, given that again that jazz label that's awful put on the music, that that idea of live performance is hugely important to you, Lauren. Yes, it's it's really important, Sean. Um, and we've we've um, we've really missed we've merely missed being able to. Uh, share the music uh, with audiences because when when you get to tour an album, you know, when you get to play, that's really where the music mm. develops and it's where the, the connection between all of us can just, um, yeah, can go to a, a, a deeper place and and that's that's where everything comes alive. But we, we have, I mean, we, we did a couple of lovely performances um, over the last few months when uh, venues started to kind of emerge and open again in the UK um, mm. and yeah that was I mean wasn't it Chris that was such a special moment to be able to play for audiences again after such a big hiatus you know like Absolutely, a couple of hundred yeah. people in Southampton we were just it was it was it was um, yeah it was very special. You, you yes, enjoy, very what what does the live, particularly with an album like this, I would have thought, Chris, getting it out and kind of testing the the music out in an audience must be hugely important. Absolutely, yeah. An album like the one Wait for Me, which we put piece together in lockdown, was actually very surreal because usually we'd get together and write music as a group and workshop ideas, but this was so kind of remote and you know everyone was here and there and there was no sort of community feeling towards the making of the album um when it came to rehearsing and playing it live it was quite it's almost like the reverse way of making a record where usually you write the songs and rehearse them and then record them when it was the other way around which we'd made them in the studio and then had to sort of decipher them as a band um but yeah it was a great (laughs) moment when, when when we got out to play for audiences and it was yeah it was important kind of closure for us in in terms of like ma- the making of the album and being able to play it live because that's why we make music yeah. so that we share it with like live audiences I, I was talking to one of my colleagues today Lauren about the album and I, I, I referenced the title Snow Poet uh, and I talked about well you can hear real Bjork influences in there and it, for sure to, to my ears and I was accused of being a little bit too literal to think that there was a kind of a, a glacial quality to the music because of the title Snow Poet but did you have any kind <laughs> did you have any kind of that I don't know that, that, that very very top of the northern hemisphere did you have that in your mind in any way? Well, I mean, I I, I think for, I mean, you you mentioned Bjork and Chris has always been a huge fan of Bjork, as have I. Um, And yeah, I mean, you know, take, we, we, um, we've been influenced by a lot of different, a lot of different artists. I mean, um, another one of your colleagues today was, was telling me, was saying, was hearing Kate Bush. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was in there too. Yeah. Yes, her her vocal delivery as well. I mean, it's. I think. I think it's. I, I love. I love these artists. And yeah, in terms of in terms of landscape, um, landscape. I mean, landscape music. Like Chris works a lot um, as a producer with lots of different um, groups, and he also writes music for film. And I think his influence, as in you know, in 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 how he and I work together in 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 how he treats the lyrics and how he brings brings those alive. I mean, that's 
that's the kind of the connection mm. that we're working with. And there are more, I suppose, Chris. There are more instrumentally fields on some of the on some of the pieces. I'm thinking, particularly of something like Tears, really moody mm. nighttime saxophone in there. You were saying, Josh, yeah. Josh Arcoleo, is it? Is that how I say it? Josh Arcoleo? Yeah, Arcoleo. Uh, you know, he he really does bring a, a beautiful nighttime feel to a track like that. Mm. Are, are there? Is the purely instrumental side of thing important as well? I think so. It, with, with Snow Poet, I think it is because I feel like sometimes in the sort of landscape of the listening to the album as a whole piece of art i think sometimes it's nice to have a moment to mm. reflect and and not have a vocal in there and i think it, it sort of they, they serve a purpose in sort of kind of resetting and sort of you know adding a bit of peace to the record even though that track mm. tears is quite moody and yeah. quite it's got a sort of an industrial feel yes. to it yeah, I think it, yeah, it's nice to have those instrumental pieces yeah, in there. Definitely, as you say, give, kind of does break up the album. And I suppose in the live situation, Lauren, it gives you possibly a chance to, to have a breather. Um, I want, yeah, to, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I want to finish up with a track called FaceTime. Now, I'm particularly interested in, in, in the lyrics here. And are you are you referring directly to social media here? Or are you? I suppose you're talking about what we were all dealing with a lot during lockdown, Lauren. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think it's I think it's a it's a it's a um, a question or an observation about how our, our lives have been moved to this yeah a digital space where we were only really kind of communicating with each other through um, Skype or Zoom or WhatsApp and then <laughs> also just the kind of the importance of spontaneous meetings. So mm. um, in in the song, it's, yeah, it, it kind of talks a little bit about this um, interaction that I had with this woman one lovely day on a train. Um, and we just had this meaningful chat. And um, yeah, how hard it is to, to kind of balance all of these ways of communicating, especially at the time when we were writing the music in lockdown. Yeah, well, listen, uh, we all like real conversations better than virtual conversations, that's for sure. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Listen, great, to, great to speak with both of you this evening and thanks very much for being with us. That's uh, Lauren Kinsella there and Chris Heisen. And let's finish up with that track, FaceTime from Snowport uh, and their new album. You tell me that's all we can do Keep starting of Lauren Kinsella there uh, from the album Wait For Me from Snowport and Lauren was speaking to me before that along with her fellow band mate Chris Heisen and that album Wait For Me is out now.